Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is by Taylor Jenkins Reid and was published in 2017 through Atara Books. Uh, as of March 2022, the book is being adapted into a movie by Netflix, and the inspiration for the book includes Elizabeth Taylor, Ava Gardner, and Rita Hayworth. The plot is Monique is selected for an exclusive interview with Hollywood bombshell Evelyn Hugo. However, Evelyn wants Monique to do a book about her, not an article for the magazine she works for. And in the process, Monique learns about Evelyn's seven husbands and the true love of her life, Cecilia St. James. So we'll start with you, Kim. What did you think of this book? I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was a slow read, but it was pretty good. Okay. Sarah? Um, yes, it was fine. Okay. Um, not, definitely not the kind of book I would choose to read. Um, but I will say that it wasn't what I was expecting because when I read the summary, skimmed the summary, whatever, I definitely thought that this was going to be some awkward romance between this like 80 year old woman and like a 20 year old reporter. And I was like, I don't want to read that. I just don't. So when I was very unenthusiastic about this book, that is the primary reason. I was like, I can't, but- How did you get, I'm sorry, how did you get- I skimmed, I skimmed (laughs) the summary. I read reporter and then some old lady. And I was like, this is gonna involve a romance between them, I just- what is that is that a may december romance is that what they call it i i don't know that would be may december but yeah that yeah that would be there's some extreme may december (laughs) yeah um okay that explains why you were not super keen on it so this was actually for me the second time i've read this um i read it almost a year ago i think actually and i picked this for my birthday read so I forced Sarah to read it, even though she was not super keen on it, because apparently she, she thought it was a romance between an 80-something-year-old and 20-year-old. Um, so, yeah, that's probably why you thought it was the weirdest choice from me. <laughs> I also wondered why it was so popular and, like, had so many reviews. I was like, really? People are reading this? <laughs> oh, man. This book still has a massive wait list at my library. Um, yeah. Like, this book... It's been out for like three years, no, five years, sorry. Um, And it still is supremely popular and people request it all the time. So, uh, well, and obviously it's being made into a movie. So I guess we'll start with Evelyn. What'd you guys think of Evelyn? She was a bit of a bitch. (laughs) Do you agree, Sarah? you hear my computer fan running? No. No. Okay. I'm still going to move the microphone because it's right next to it. Um, Evelyn. I liked Evelyn. Uh, She obviously wasn't perhaps the nicest person, but I, I don't know. I liked her character. I liked how she handled things. Um... She, I don't know, she just felt very strong to me. Uh, unapologetic. Yeah, unapologetic, that's it. 
good one for it. Good one. Um, good word. Yeah. And it definitely, as I think about it, is like, you know, those those female Hollywood icons that we look back on. Um, you know, she said Elizabeth Taylor was inspiration for this character, Rita Hayworth, you know. Um, it very much makes me look at them and think of, oh yeah, you know, you had those stars who made the choices they made to further their career. Um, and there is a point where you have to be unapologetic about what you keep away from the public eye, what you put into the public eye, how you handle scandal in order to thrive in that industry. For well, and better those things you've got to choose to do. Then I would say we're hopefully in Hollywood getting out of the casting couch um, or table but, in this case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's kind of one of the things that happened then, and yeah. So I figured we could do this by like going through each of the husbands. Because that's pretty much the the way it's told, and it kind of gives us. Well, yes, actually, do you guys want to talk about Monique, or do you want to wait to discuss Monique once we get through all the husbands? I I say let's wait on Monique. Okay. Let's talk about the husbands. Okay, so I think our first husband is Bernie. Bernie, I think. Oh, Ernie. Sorry. <laughs> Bernie. I'm trying to Ernie. Find the. Uh, so what do you guys think of her choice to marry Ernie? Uh, completely valid for anybody who's stuck in a small town and, and has no chance of getting out. Um, well, in, in, in an I abusive that, family. Yeah, and I think that's today. Um, I think you, yeah, anybody who's willing to get you out, you go. Yeah. Well, and he never struck me as like, I mean, so there's the obvious implication that he clearly knew she was younger than she was saying, which is gross on him. But he seemed like he was never a bad husband to her. He just wanted a wife and she wanted a Escape. career. Um, but otherwise, like in terms of some of the other husbands, he just, he seemed okay. He, he seemed like a product of his class, not necessarily a bad guy. Well, I think the thing we yeah. need to really and I mean, look he let at her go is, too. Yeah, yeah, he let her go. Um, yeah. The thing we need to look at is the title of the chapters about each guy. And for Ernie, it was poor Ernie Diaz. Yeah. Um, he was very much, I, I won't say victim, but her victim, you know, he, she used him mercilessly. He was just a step she wanted. to yeah. get yeah. to the next stage. And, yeah. you know, smart on her as young as she was stuck in the and and having been completely abused she found the one that was going to get her out of there yeah um and it was interesting i found it interesting the way she discussed her body at that point because everything was a transaction yeah um and it's almost too bad because it makes me wonder how she would have been different if things weren't a transaction but then she wouldn't have been evelyn hugo right so then our next one is dawn god damn dawn adler is the <laughs> title of that chapter so what did you guys think of dawn 
I think he's an interesting uh, juxtaposition with her because he Mm -hmm. also was very much a product of an abusive um, childhood, whether it was, you know, overt abuse or he had a famous family and the the expectations. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he he learned abuse and he, yeah. Well, and he very much struck me as like, as we look back at male stars of that time frame, that some of them weren't as clean cut, you know, pristine as they were projected, um, you know, and, and as the scandals I, come out. Yeah, well, and I think as we learn more and more about stars, particularly male stars of those eras, um, they were required to be a very masculine man. And he clearly was not a strongly masculine man and was trying to fit into the John Wayne role. And, and um, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't meant to be who he was trying to be. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it goes, even we have that today, the whole issue of nepotism in Hollywood and, mm-hmm. You know, are these stars truly stars because they have that special thing or do they just have the right connections? Well, um, you know, because of, of kind of delving into this world just a little bit, uh, even the stars that you think came from obscurity, they actually knew somebody. So yeah. you can say Brad Pitt, for example, he was from like Iowa or something. I would have to look it up to see where he was from. But he had family in the industry. Yeah. So he, no, nobody in Hollywood makes it without, without knowing somebody. It's just facts. They, they yeah. can't be done. So yeah, <laughs> the nepotism was interesting. And I, uh, I, so, cause there's that, we have that weird in the very beginning, obviously Dawn is just vile, but she learns to fall in love for the first time. And so it breaks my heart for her because she, she wanted to be in love with him. She thought she was in love with him. And but then she he... wasn't, she was in lust. Yeah. She, she, it wasn't yeah. that she learned to love for the first time. She learned that she could have pleasure for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a very different thing. Yeah. And so then, you know, it made me like, oh, I, I had to agree with the, the, you know, the title of that section, Goddamn Dan Adler, Don Adler, sorry. Um, which then makes it interesting when he comes back later on and they mm-hmm. have their interactions and it was actually kind of nice for her to get that closure of their dynamic yeah, um, but, I, I mean yes she got closure but how much of it was only because he finally got the career and then lost it a little bit and then was in the process of trying to get it back um, and sobering up and sobering up so you know it, i don't yeah I yes she got closure because she got to just basically tell him to fuck off and then got to do a movie with him under her circumstances under her you know control but I think that was more a testament to his ultimate success I guess in in achieving who he wanted to be yeah and you know I wish he hadn't achieved that but at the same time you could expect it I mean his family was clearly going to bolster him until he wasn't um and 
you know, it, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't mind that he came back into it and that there was that weird sense of closure. Um, and then there's obviously with Don Adler, we get the first chance of meeting Celia St. James. So what did you guys think upon meeting Celia? So you you want just the beginning reactions to her? Yeah. Because, yeah, reactions to her change a lot throughout the book for me. Um, mm-hmm. In the beginning, I, I, I find it really interesting that the writer chose Little Women because there's been a lot of groups of actresses that have come along and have... It's, little Women seems to be that that catalyst. Um, interesting that they put her in the Joe character, or not Joe character, in the um, Beth? Beth, yeah. Yeah, um, character. So, she, you know, not the youngest of the Little Women sisters, but the dying one. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I could go into that endlessly and I would end up talking about all the different Little Women movies, so I'll just leave it alone. Um <laughs> yeah she was she was spunky in the beginning I'll, I'll give her spunky i i yeah i wasn't i wasn't keen <laughs> on the character oh interesting what about you sarah what did you think of her upon meeting her i was mostly indifferent okay what did you think about them i mean using little women or did that not do anything to you <laughs> i don't know it didn't do anything to me because I've never seen or read Little Women. I don't know if it's a book or if it's only a movie, yes. but Multiple I'm entirely movies. unfamiliar with the plot and characters. I, so. I am stand, sitting here with my jaw on the ground. You've not either read nor watched. I did either nor instead of either or instead. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. my brain. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> you have not done either. You have not seen Little Women and you've not read Little Women. No, but now I know that Beth dies, so spoiler alert, I guess. (laughs) So you've not seen the recent one with Shorsha? I haven't seen any version of Little Women. I didn't even know there were multiple versions until Kim just mentioned it. So, Oh my God, they've been doing Little Women, redoing Little Women for I mean, it's the best way to have a massive female cast. I remember hearing it being made again, which would imply that it had been done before, so... Right, but like it's, Amber just said, it's on. it's one of the best movies to do a majority female cast, and and then you have one main male character. There, I mean, there's one other main male character, but he only kind of comes in at the very end, um, kind of. But yeah, that that's it's the the story that women. It's like you're when you want acting on, yeah. When you want to highlight your key young actresses. And when you're trying to do specific personality types, because you have Joe, who's the strong-willed, and I want to be free, and I don't want to ever do this, and I don't want to ever want to do that. And then you have Beth, who is um, beloved, the beloved sister in, in Dying. Sick. There's Who's Amy. the other one? Amy. The youngest. Is and the I can't youngest. think of Joe and... Well, I can Her never sister, remember the she? sister who gets married whom she loves. You could honestly make up any female name at this point and I'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Oh man, the most recent recent adaptation was really good. It had some really it good was, actresses in it. It it was the only one, and, and it's kind of funny because this is going to be about actually the male character in it, Laurie. But the most recent movie of it is the only time I've understood actually understood Joe's choice when it came to Laurie. Um, but that's because now, now I've got Chalamet. Joey. I got Joey from Friends in my brain because Joe is a girl and Laurie's a boy. Yeah. Um, and Joey read half the book before he realized that Laurie was a, a boy. And so he thought it was a gay romance. <laughs> oh no, because he thought Joe was a boy. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. He, yeah, anyway. Yeah. He just was very confused by it and then was told that, you know, Joe is a girl and Laurie is, is a boy. boy. But Timothy Shalom. Um, Chalamet is that how you say his name? Chalamet? I don't know how it's say. Chalamet. He does an Chalamet. absolutely Chalamet. He does an absolutely brilliant job in that film. If if you want to see him act, um, well, because I think he's a great all actor. of them do. Just yeah, but he he is phenomenal in it. Which is why I'm so confused that you've not seen it. I I someone has failed you, Sarah. That they never handled little women. It doesn't particularly interesting, quite frankly. So, oh no, it, it really oh, is. It's really good. It's really good. It's set during Civil War era and it follows a, oh, a small wow, family. Oh, historical drama. My favorite. <laughs> How did I never watch it before? Oh. The Civil One War finger. has absolutely nothing to do with it other than their yeah. father is gone. And that's yeah. why he is gone. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> I highly I, recommend you watch the movie. It, it is very, very good. It's beautifully filmed. The most recent one. There's others. They're they're good, but they're they're not as good as this one. Interestingly enough, female director this time. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We'll move on. So back to the book. Yep. <laughs> um, I like Celia, and I like that. Celia tries to play the game and Evelyn goes, oh, darling, <laughs> you're not ready. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it honestly. <laughs> and so I like that we get this start of it. And it's the first time that Evelyn actually realizes that she may have attraction to a woman, which is part of what she allows her but to does fall. she realize it in because i thought we were discussing in the just the beginning i don't think she realizes it in just the beginning yeah because she finds out she kisses celia in the back in the the laundry room that finds out that's that much later on much later no that's not because she doesn't marry mick until after no, that's okay. all this section is is okay. Her I, and Celia sorry, I didn't friends. memorize what parts of the book happened where in but it's further to, on. Yeah. It's it's further on in the dawn section, but it's at the end of the marriage. Yeah, it's right towards the end of the dawn section. Yeah. 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 And we're discussing You made dawn. it sound like we're just discussing their first encounter. Their, their initial meeting is what we I thought we oh, were. Oh no, I was talking about their 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 interaction during this husband story. Always changing oh. the rules. I'm not changing the rules. I just wasn't clear because I am tired. <laughs> um so, Okay, so now I have more to say about her. Okay. Because I think what, she's what? she is uh 
She's a whiny little bitch where Evelyn's an overbearing bitch. And, and understand, I don't really necessarily mean bitch in a bad way. Um, I, I, I'm of the mindset that sometimes we own words. Um, and I think both of these women would own the word bitch um, and embrace it. Uh, but they are different types of bitches and um yeah she she's an insecure and um needy and at this stage extremely idealistic about what she felt she could get away with in, in a world that just absolutely did not accept gay relationships and, and it's not even just not accept it's like well murder you because you are gay one well, and because uh, I, I have markers throughout all of this on in the different chapters and in, or in these different sections and one part stuck out to me not only was she idealistic she herself also had phobias because because there was the point where um or no sorry this isn't the fo- well there's the phobia of the fact that she couldn't accept that evelyn hugo was bi yeah um but i realized actually this was an interaction with monique but it says um in fact i'm positive that if dawn had turned out to be a spectacular asshole i probably never would have been capable of falling in love with someone else at all hadn't turned out to be a spectacular asshole i'm sorry i'm bisexual don't ignore half of me so you can fit me into a box monique don't do that um and i think it's interesting because celia from the get-go seems to really struggle with not putting Evelyn into that box. I think that that is... And not uh, until she's older. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that is, and, and I can speak to this more coming from being several decades older than you two. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a thing. And I, I've said this in the past as we've talked about different things. Bisexuality you were either gay or you were straight there was no spectrum being on the spectrum and i'm doing that in air quotes not in a mocking way but in a that's that's a thing people now say you're on the spectrum spectrums didn't exist you were gendered one way or another and you were sexual one way or another um it's this concept and i like this concept i like the fact that we were acknowledging in life that nothing is as black and white as we pretend it is. Um, So I like the author's writing of that because she does very much progress that concept throughout the book and it it grows and expands throughout the book. Um, And from the opposite, from a straight perspective and from a, what we would consider a traditional lesbian perspective as well. And the struggle that both sides can't see... I think I would have preferred it had Evelyn had more difficulty. Um, She seemed to slide into the acceptance of, well, I loved him and I loved her um, a little too easily. I I think, I think in reality, it would have been a bit more, except for she is a very strong-willed character. I was going to say, she's so straightforward. It's like, she she doesn't question herself. Yeah. She just, this is how it is. And this is all reflecting back. Yeah. So, you know, there is that, you know, my favorite thing unreliability of yeah of what evelyn is telling us versus what it might have actually been like there might have been more of a struggle for her um because you know here she's saying something what amber you have 
like the two ultimates in this book, you actually have two unreliable narrators because you have Evelyn's telling her story as an unreliable narrator to Monique, who is providing the story as an unreliable narrator. This yeah. is Amber's ultimate book. I love this book. I absolutely love this book. It's also a story within a story, and I love stories within a story. Um, oh, yeah, Sarah, make a cringy <laughs> face. Uh, story within a story is one of my favorite formats to structure a book. So, yeah, and then you put in the unreliable narrator aspects, and it's fantastic. So, do you guys have anything more you want to say about the Dawn section? No. Okay. So that then brings us to Gullible Mick Riva? Riva? Riva. That's probably my least favorite section, I will say, of the entire book. Okay, um, remind me who he is, because I, I can't put him in my head. He in Vegas, married, and then divorced the next day. In order to cover up the suspicion about her and Celia. Oh, she totally came on to him while he was playing yeah 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 um and in some cases like in some cases what i like is it's the first time we see someone else potentially play evelyn and her realizing that everyone in hollywood is playing someone and she got played as much as she was playing him um yeah however at the same time i don't think it's celia's greatest moment in the entire thing because she gets so upset about evelyn wanting to hide their relationship and it makes her come off as so naive yeah yeah that um, was stupidly naive yeah i mean i'm not i don't really care about celia that much either way but that was one of the things that annoyed me was that she just always seemed very naive and unreasonable to evelyn who was just trying to do the best she could to keep things together without exposing it to, and getting it all yeah, blown up to survive yeah it's like... yeah and what's interesting is is the issue that celia took was the fact that that evelyn got pregnant and i'm like okay yes her being it pregnant wasn't is that got she got great. pregnant is she, she it was that she had sex with a man yeah and she was insecure but, about the fact that evelyn might enjoy it. not actually love her yeah um but like and it's so weird because i feel like if you're in that situation that you know your partner has to do this you would think that you would have like discussed it and understood what it required i think it was really These stupid of evelyn not to use per protection well what when was this 60s, you know what decade it was the 60s, 60s. 60s. 60s not easily obtained fair um oh i can't remember what i was gonna say no worries um but yeah this is probably my least favorite section because it just like and i guess the premise is that celia you know she's from the south and she's from a rich family so she's just never had to deal with reality um but it almost makes her so dismissive in this section. It, it clearly is creating drama to push the story forward rather than being like 
well clear character development it's at this point we headed to a separation between the two yeah and i i you know i i think the writer was doing a bit of the you know and i'm saying this in very gendered terms but the guy gets the girl guy loses the girl guy gets girl back you know and yeah I, i think that's what we were doing yeah. in this story as far as Celia and Evelyn were concerned yeah so that was like I said that was probably my least favorite section I'm trying to think of anything else that happened in that section worth mentioning do I have any little tabbies oh I do have a tabby let's see here um no that one's not very interesting it just says uh, it's not wrong sweetheart it's not I said they're wrong um, it's, I think it's Evelyn and Celia talking about their love for each other. Let's see here. I found it interesting that the writer chose to give up the fact that the love of Evelyn's life was Celia so early on in the book. Yeah. I, I, I thought that had dragged out a bit longer. Um, but, you know, writer's choices it, that's not a choice that i would argue with i just found it interesting that we got that reveal so quickly but i like it because it is i know the first time i read it it was okay if she finds celia so early on why does she marry that many men yeah and so I, it almost becomes what ah <laughs> stuck out there Leiden's being bad. Yes. Um, it, it propels the desire to know what is going to happen to warrant these two women not to just happily come together. Um, and so it, I don't mind that it's revealed so early. It did make me wonder at one point if maybe Celia wasn't going to be the love for life. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting because um, it... it the facts are that, and, and they mentioned it, it, it's mentioned one point in the book that a lot of women were roommates, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were roommates and they just, they shared a space. They had just never found the right man. And so, you know, they had their best friend that they lived with and it was just kind of the uh, secret that nobody talked about that obviously they weren't just roommates and they weren't just friends um and and they hint at it but i god i am so scattered i apologize i can't get to the end of a thought today for the life of me i am in two time zones um around the world because it's what 5 p.m there 6 Mm p.m there which is my Mm -hmm. normal time zone but it's 9 a.m here um so i'm very tired oh man you're up early yes yes on a saturday be up this early is painful and yeah i didn't finish the reading well i finished this book i didn't finish the other thing we're going to record so <laughs> so okay um then we have i'm trying to think here we then have the next husband which is uh rex north and which one was he again he was the other actor who they did really well in a movie together and they decided just oh, to like the, the one that wanted to sleep around and, but 
yeah, yeah. St- stability yeah 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 they just they needed a cover story yeah, he was like the nordic one right where they changed his name yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah who fell in love um, with like some other lady his ex or something yeah and had a, had a yeah. baby so they, that's why they had to split yeah um i like that part i mean i don't know that it was it was too it's set up for explaining how celia ends up back in this situation um because it even says it i was just looking at it it says it was tacky fake and manipulative but it was the beginning of my millions it was also how i got celia to come back to me so this is kind of like a, a setup situation um i did love the fact that he kept trying to like tempt her into sleeping with him and she was just like this is not wise um she's like this is not gonna do either of us any good other than maybe a moment of gratification so no we're not doing that (laughs) yeah um i think it shows the amount of self-control evelyn had well i think it's a, a nice juxtaposition between him and don adler the fact that he could just say okay yeah we're not gonna you don't want to do this we're not going to do this he didn't attempt to rape her he didn't beat her up he didn't you know he wasn't he was he was a manipulator um and a womanizer but he wasn't abusive no no and then when it came down to it i think the really great thing is when it came down to it and he needed to do the right thing which is he had gotten his ex pregnant he wanted not only to be with her but said hey i kind of need to be able to marry her right away I, I want to do right by her, um, which is definitely like the complete polar opposite of Don Adler. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that, which then leads us to Evelyn having to do her own, her next fake marriage. And that one was with Harry Carmen. Cameron? Wasn't it Cameron? <laughs> yes, it's Cameron. I'm... <laughs> Listen. I'm like who who's Harry Carmen? <laughs> no, I'm just tired and letters are mixed I'm up in my the brain. Character, but no, yeah. Harry, Harry, um, who is also gay and is a producer and her best friend. Best friend, yeah. Yeah. Um and I love the fact that they were like, you know what? It would just be easier to get married. Yeah. We, we have no doubts they they were totally cool with being each other's beard yeah um and, and I, I love the fact that it was and when the time comes if we decide let's just have a family because sometimes it isn't you know passionate love that leads to a family sometimes it's i want this and you want this so let's just do this together even if it's not society's idealistic view of how you end up with a child yeah, which I adored about that. Um, I honestly, I remember the first time I read this, Harry in general just made me so sad. Because um, obviously things will continue to happen. And I mean, obviously, I assume people have read it. His ending kills me. <laughs> I was honestly devastated by it because we just watched such a slow, steady progress because he's come up before this section he, he's basically been there her with her entire career um, um, yeah wasn't he the one that discovered her in the cafe yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so well, you know, i think I, it's sad that she never stepped up and and attempted to intervene he he always stepped up for her he was always there to say hey 
you're with the wrong person. This needs to end. You know, he, he always tried with her, even though he knew she was profoundly stubborn. Um, but she just kind of said, yeah, he's drinking too much. Oops. Um, but that kind of jumped ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. And I, no, I agree. I, I think it's one of the more apparent flaws for Evelyn is her failure to actually take care of others. Yep. Um, it's only once she actually loses Harry that she starts to properly take care of others. Um, because obviously in this section, what happens is she marries Harry and a series, I think it's like a series of Oscars or something happens and her and Celia reconnect. And it happens to be that Celia has married Harry's lover, who is a football player. Um, so they get apartments near each other and they, you know, get to enjoy bliss, uh, which I liked. I liked actually just getting that kind of idea that if they hadn't have been stars, they could have just just lived near each other that there there was ability to make this functional and just look like at worst swinger families uh, <laughs> a swinger yeah. couple and and nothing more than that um i think really what stopped that from being the case was that they were stars and then on top of that celia couldn't handle evelyn and harry wanting a child um which is so selfish of her and celia is such a selfish character well, they're both selfish yes yes but like your your partner has someone who can make it so they can have a child she evelyn wasn't asking her to raise this child and celia yeah, couldn't I, handle I, it because it meant they had to have sex I, well okay and and see that's the thing that i'm like okay that was a little contrived because mm-hmm. it's not necessary to have sex no, it's not. I was um, I was honestly waiting for a turkey baster and <laughs> I was gonna say, but okay, so I'll I will put this in perspective for knowledge. The when people because again, this is my generation and growing up throughout this, um, even if this was a little bit earlier than actually when my generation would have been doing this, um when the turkey baster thing came up in society it was like well that won't really work that won't really work um it, it but it does work and it can I work for a, yeah i know it for a actual fact it does work um so that's all we'll say <laughs> that's all we'll say we'll leave it at that it can work um, and so yeah making it that evelyn and harry had to have sex in order for that to be achieved was definitely creating just drama added yeah, created drama. Didn't have to happen that way. And and the fact that it was created drama that was addressed in the story, that's irritating to me. Yeah. Because um, they, they address, can't, couldn't you just, well, I can't remember how she phrases it, but is it Cecilia or Celia? I can't remember. So Celia, her name right? is Cecilia Jameson and she goes by Celia. Celia St. James. James. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she says, can't you do this? other ways and and uh evelyn's like i don't there's too much risk of of somebody finding discovered yeah 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 Um, so that was a little contrived and it was irritating that was probably one of the author choices that i didn't like yeah 
and again, because it creates drama. However, what I was going with all of that is we then have Harry who. Is she asleep? No, she's awake. <laughs> <I'm listening>. Okay. <laughs> this just isn't her thing. <laughs> so she is present, but not participating <laughs> much. Um, As I say, she's participated. So what all of this led from or led to was eventually Celia runs away, divorces John, and then eventually John dies and Harry unravels. Falls apart, yeah. Just absolutely loses it. He has his daughter kind of stabilizing him, but he just loses it. And Evelyn trying to find loves again. It was Max? Is that who I'm thinking of? No, not Max. Yeah, Max Gerard is next. Yeah, the, the French director who brought her her career to continue to go when it was almost killed thanks to Don Adler. Um, and actually as part of also am I getting I'm selling I'm sorry okay <laughs> my brain is getting the timeline all confused up because I was thinking about the next time Celia and Evelyn have a falling out which is when she does the acting with Dawn that is like simulated sex but doesn't oh, talk yeah. to Celia about it. And so then Celia gets upset and leaves and it just like Yeah, that was dumb. It was. Yeah. Uh, that that, that part like, was it's very acting. Yeah. yeah. The job that you do. Yeah, and that's the weird thing is how is how it did that she not get it? Celia never had these situations to be concerned about. Like Evelyn never mentions Celia ever doing any acting that bothers her. And it's almost like it's dismissed as, well, I was a sex pot and Celia was, you know, the girl next door. The serious actress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way that that then gets dismissed. But I'm like, this is the 60s and the 70s. Okay. And so, so, so let me address sex and acting. Because um, while nine tenths of the time, it is all positioning and it's all fake. There um, have been actresses that have come out in recent years and talked about how they were told one thing and very different things happened. And, yeah, well, that's um, why they now have the, um, oh God, what are they called? Intimacy the, coordinators uh, on set now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th there's one particular movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it has Marlon Brando in it. And he, in the character rapes, the female, very young, supposed mm -hmm. to be like teenager character. Um, and essentially it was a rape. Um, not even essentially, it was a rape. He, he, he raped her. Um, and it was filmed and it was put in the movie. And I would bet dollars to donuts that that's kind of what the writer was kind of looking at was that particular incident that and well, it didn't come out till years later that things were way out of control um well and it's it's having done film studies in the, the 60s and 70s a lot of the movie or movies got raunchier and more mm -hmm. explicit looking because it was tantalizing 
Um, but and there they wasn't. Wanted, they wanted to portray real sex, not. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch the old movies and watch them, the people kiss, it's just like, holy Christ, that, yeah. that, is, that is not what kissing looks like. Yeah, um, where they do the weird, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was a progression of Evelyn's, like, career at that point that that more realistic style was coming out and it was where she best fit in. Um, well, and she, in order, because like you were saying, the transition in Hollywood was from chaste to uh it's actually got to be sexually oriented and she had gone so long not actually ever revealing herself mm -hmm. and then she got to a point where she had to reveal herself in order to remain relevant yeah which is unfortunate yeah so um so that was kind of annoying but then it leads to eventually max and evelyn getting married and the idea that some men marry for the symbol not for the actual person yeah and I, I don't know I don't know why she ended up with him I, I I really couldn't I couldn't figure it out it didn't make any sense yeah um, it was about as weird as as the mac one they, those are the two ones that I was like really other yeah. than I think the thing that isn't like explicitly addressed in this is is Evelyn was always in a relationship of some sort yeah, well, and she, even and if she it wasn't, was, yeah, she was lonely at that point, I think is how she ends up with him, but yeah, um, that one so moved, it was, she should have slowed down, she moved way too fast on that one, yeah, oh goodness, so the other day I was reading this at the work at library, um, at my work at the library, I dropped words there, um, mm -hmm. and I was reading this and one of the patrons is like seven husbands no one has seven husbands and I was like well actually and she's like you know someone I'm like ah, uh, yeah I know someone who maybe didn't have seven husbands but got pretty dang close to it because I couldn't remember um for those and wondering there were six, six but she my, married one person twice my my grandmother on my father's side had six marriages <laughs> and so this this patron is just like this is unbelievable and I'm like no actually that's probably the thing I believe the most about this book is someone marrying that many times okay better anyways for me I look better <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah that's the part I believe the most is someone uh, you know chronically marrying this many people um I think but, the thing that bothered me was like the first six, she was still in her twenties. Yeah. It's like, like these really marriages. Rapid. Yeah. Didn't last long at all. No. Only Harry really lasted long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I didn't like Max's other than it just like, it was like a clear representation of the way that, um, some directors fall in love with their actresses and like is it really love or is it just like you want to own them um i i was a little bothered by he was kind of stereotypically french i i, I think that was the most stereotyped character yeah. that we got um yeah particularly french the least fleshed out you know yeah you know the least fleshed out he was just a year like he was like a weird combo of hitchcock meets um french nouveau style acting or films yep. and stuff yep. stuff um so 
She marries him, regrets it. Celia wins another Oscar. And they finally, like... But then Celia starts finally, after all of this time, playing the game. Yeah. And she's the only one that comes up with a legit con um, in, in making things worse. Not worse, work. Um, yeah. So it kind of emphasizes the fact that Evelyn isn't as good as she thinks she is at playing yeah. the game that she's playing. Um, Celia was actually better at it once she uh, once she decided she was realizing that she needed to actually play the game. She needed yes, and so she has Evelyn marry her brother with the idea that well, and that the other thing is I think Celia at that point is knows she's dying. Yeah. And so she doesn't care about the game, even though she's now playing it better. Uh, I thought the brother was highly disappointing. I couldn't figure out why he was willing to give up. I don't know. Any semblance of his own existence. I think the implication was, is that he, he could work from anywhere. Um, he had always been supportive of Celia's acting and he had no intent of getting married and having a family. And then he kind of ends up accidentally with a family with Connor. Um, Connor being Evelyn's the daughter. daughter. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. In, in some ways, this book, the male characters are not the best fleshed out. Um, but it kind of works because they're not really the focus but when yeah, you really but if start you're to have characters, you you need real characters, and and these yeah. are all very much they hit stereotypical, tropes. yeah, tropes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was, and again, I don't know how much of it is just unreliability, is because we were forced perspective of from Evelyn's point of view of what these men were like, and she didn't really value men. Um then repeated from Monique who herself was having issues with a man yeah so I don't know how much it is that these characters are not fleshed out because it wasn't well thought out or if it was so well thought out that they feel like they're not fleshed out (laughs) yeah I I would I would think that that's probably the choice she's too good of a writer not to have um delved deep and they're clearly Hollywood types and I and I don't mean stereotypes and I don't mean tropes and I don't mean in movies they are directors that have existed in reality and she's actresses actors yeah this Hollywood story which is kind of from what I understand her this writer's mo for lack of a better um There is a series of books that she does this as the MO. There's this one. There is then one that looks at the rock, um, like rock world in like the 70s. Yeah, Daisy and the... the Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, And then there's Malibu Rising, which I haven't had a chance to read, but I think deals with nepotism. Um, And then one that's coming out soon that's Carrie Soto is back, and that's talking about the sports industry in the 90s um so yeah no I definitely think these are well thought out she and I've seen an interview where the writer said that she designed these where she wanted to look at certain industries 
at the peak of like their when they were problematic or when they were really truly facing a change and how it would then affect women at that time frame. Um, her interest isn't looking at the men, but the effect it has on the women. Um, so yeah, I think when these male characters seem flat, it's because Evelyn really truly didn't invest in depth in the characters. Because Harry has quite a bit of depth, but she actually loved Harry. Yeah. As a best friend. So he he has more shape to him than yeah. most of the men in this. Um, however, he's not necessarily the best of the men in this, because that leads us kind of to the big reveal that happens in this. And that is that Harry died in a drunk driving accident and he killed another person okay so i'm gonna defend harry on this one he lost the love of his life the absolute love of his life died um he then became a raging alcoholic Mm -hmm. a highly functioning alcoholic which i thought Mm -hmm. was a uh uh interesting take having known high functioning alcoholics in my life but anyway, so, he, you know, he, he he was in a situation that he was completely out of control of and, and he never quite, he, like I said, he was highly functioning, a very highly functioning alcoholic. Um, but circumstances, particularly the time frame that we're looking at, um, AIDS was touched on marginally, but not really delved into as far as what was actually happening during that time um but losing friends left right and center and and losing the love of his life not to aids but i can't remember why the it was sports industry heart attack Uh, he had heart attack okay um so i don't i he is not the bad guy in that situation evelyn is unequivocally the bad guy in that situation yeah well and and even though even though he was driving and even though he did crash the car and he, he was, was in driving. an affair with a married person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the other thing too. Is like I think that night he also learned that his lover was going to like leave him to stay with his family. So yeah. again, he's losing another person. Yeah. And, and, and oh. this kind of steps into and it and it is very edgy. And I think that the writer did this very purposely. But um, in the black community, being on the down low is a thing. You stay in your straight relationship, whether you're gay or not, um, and you have your family, and that is how it is done. That it, that's that's well, the standard in the black community, even to this well, day. And then there's also just like the intense ramification of this was a man who not only was black, was gay had a man asking him to leave his family to be with him but was also in an interracial relationship Mm -hmm. so he was already taking risks and made the choice not to go because he wanted to be there for his daughter which i respect yep um he did not feed the dogs he just put them outside did you want to pause and go tell him to feed the dogs? No, because I told him to. I will feed them when I get done. Okay. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so he, you know, he was in a, he was already taking risks at a time when it would have been risky and then had someone wanting to ask him to put himself out there even more. And well, he didn't want everything to. He already had. Yeah. And it then meant that Harry lost everything again. And he, at the same time, he's dealing with the fact that his, his friend, Evelyn, wants him to leave his entire life so that she can go be with the love of her life in Spain. Yeah, without separating him from his daughter. Yeah. Um, so Evelyn very much set up Harry to be in an impossible situation when he already had addiction struggles. So it doesn't, it really doesn't shock me that that's how his life ended. Um, I remember I read it and I, I was crying the first time because I was just like, oh, he was such a sweet guy. He, you know, he was always supportive of her. A terrible way for his life to well, end and and, and she, he gave her everything mm-hmm. he made every concession for her and when he finally says to her i want you to make a concession for me she says no yeah um in a way it's not shocking that evelyn ends up with celia they're both very selfish people <laughs> yes um but i'm okay that they ended up together i like that they ended up together um, I was sad when Celia died the first time I read it. This time I wasn't as sad. I was sad when Connor died. Um, I thought that was so superficially covered. Oh, she got breast yeah. cancer. She died. I, 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 I think it was, I think that was the most poorly thought out storyline in, in the book because yeah. all it was there was there to give a reason why Evelyn knew she was dying when she starts talking to Monique um, and that she knew she didn't want to die a particular way. And I knew she was going to take her own life from the first minute that the article was brought up that that Monique had written an article about uh, assisted suicide. Yeah. Oh, no, I I I thought that was pretty obvious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that whole thing was very convenient that Monique, the daughter of harry's dead lover just happens to be a writer oh and she also just happened to write this article which specifically applies to evelyn and mm-hmm. and technically connor's situation so it's mm-hmm. like well didn't the stars align pretty clearly on yeah that, that one, was I, guess. I wanted monique magical to be evelyn's daughter and then once we got past like the first two relationships i went well it's not that that's not it when she got pregnant, I thought it was going to happen, that she was just going to disappear for a little while, have a baby, and then come back. Um, and that there would be rumors that she had actually gotten Timeline pregnant. Timeline didn't work, because, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was I like know, in I the kept, 60s or something. I know. <laughs> yeah. I just, I wasn't paying attention to actual time frames. I don't, I don't delve that deeply yeah. into when I read shit. Yeah, I figured Monique would be related to someone she knew, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, oh, I right. feel it would have been a stronger story had Monique actually been her daughter that she had given up um, rather than give up her career as a sex pot. You know, you, you don't, yeah. and, and she kind of covers on it when she has Connor suddenly she's uh she's not the sex pot anymore. Now she's the mother character when, in, when she's cast. Um, yeah. She went way further into sex pot territory at her age. Cause she was well into her thirties before uh she, she wasn't she almost 40 before she had connor 36 if i remember correctly 36, is yeah so she got a lot further in in sex pot territory for a longer 
period of yeah. time than any actress has ever done so that yeah. was well used to at that time frame yeah um oh, that's, that's what i meant was yeah then so okay yeah i didn't like the construction of that monique the book. yeah monique yeah i yeah. like monique yeah i liked her character i like how she was actually capable of learning from evelyn's lessons not her examples yeah. but her yeah lessons, you're not going to yeah. say that you're not going to call me that you're not going to yeah. deny who i am um yeah monique was smart yes yes um so we i think we're at about an hour mark so is there any other things that you guys want to discuss on it nope. do you have any any big quotes you guys wanted to share um I know you, Sarah, you're chopping at the bit. There were a couple that I came across, but I couldn't be bothered to write them down. So <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of really good um, self-reflective things that are that are Evelyn brings up. Um, yeah. I think and I, I the one that I really focused in on was but intimacy is about truth um and then a little bit further on she says when you stand in front of them bare and their response is you're safe with me that's intimacy yeah Um, rather than sex sex is an intimacy and i thought that was pretty cool which is funny because the one that I found that I was going to share also discusses sex, but on a slightly different level. It says, Evelyn shakes her head even more empathetically. There's a difference between sexuality and sex. I used sex to get what I wanted. Sex is just an act. Sexuality is a sincere expression of desire and pleasure. That I always kept for Celia. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. She's not wrong. There, There's yep. very much a difference between what you express and who you are versus sorry I looked over and Dove was all the way through the cat door to her shoulders (laughs) for clarification Dove is a uh, great Dane (laughs) yeah um so uh but yeah that's that I like that quote um so now we will go into our ratings and I again apologize for listeners as we are so scattered in all of this because i am not organized today uh our first one is excitement so sarah how exciting did you find this book three okay kim i would also give it a three but that's not the type of write it is it's not intended to be exciting it's intended to be a slow thoughtful read so i would give it a four on excitement and that's because for me at least when I was reading it both times it was hard to step away or put down I kept wanting to know what happens next so it's maybe not like action-packed excitement but I felt like it it was a driving plot there was still interest in my part on what knowing what's happening um ease of reading Kim uh five it was an easy read okay sarah five 
I, I give it a five too. I, I don't think it's too difficult of a read. Uh, emotional reaction or emotional reaction? Reaction, yeah. Sarah. Three. I'm shocked. Kim? <laughs> I'll give it a four. Okay. I gave it a five. I I cried the first time, like full on bald. Uh, and the second time I teared up rereading it. So um, I definitely got an emotional reaction, which means that. I think I'll say, oh, I was going to say, oh. I think I'd say 3.5 for emotional reaction because I did have emotions about Harry sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Not complete indifference, just most of the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so then, Sarah, what was your overall rating? I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Any caveats to why it's a 3.5? I know you put stuff on Goodreads as to why you mm. only did 3.5. I mean, it was fine. It was readable. Um, I didn't hate reading it. I think it was well written, and that's why I gave it, like, a 3.5. But the reason I didn't give it higher on Goodreads is because, like, a 4 is I really liked it, and a 5 is it was amazing. And I did not think it hit either of those for me. It was fine it was good can you even hear me yeah yeah okay just because my microphone's pointing at the ceiling and I'm also looking at the ceiling so my voice <laughs> is not going towards maybe me. it's going up hitting the ceiling and bouncing yeah. down the microphone that's why we can hear you well and yeah. I think the, the biggest thing to specify is this is not your genre not at all like it's sapphic like, and it's historical yeah I actually was interested in like the movie star stuff, but that was just, we get such a superficial look at that. Like if it had been more hardcore, like almost nonfiction of like stuff that went on like that, I would have yeah. been probably more interested, but this was just like, <sighs> you know, about Evelyn, who I did, I did like Evelyn actually quite a bit more than I usually like female characters, but still, still not my kind of book. Okay. And Kim, so I was going to, oh. uh, I'm going to piggyback on what Sarah just said. I was going to say this earlier, but I kind of say this a lot. Um, I wanted more grit, not just, she had bruises. I wanted the scenes where he beat the shit out of her. I wanted the scenes where he forced her. I, I like stories to go darker. Um, and you I want to see I, your characters tortured. I do. I do. Maybe. I like my characters to hurt. Maybe she'll like Zodiac Academy then, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to make me read that fucking book. I know you are. Oh, yeah. Um, whoa, most definitely. I just think it'd be yeah. hilarious. You are going to hate the writing so, <laughs> so much. And you're going to think less of me because I like it. I mean, not the writing, <laughs> but just that I've enjoyed the books. Oh, consume them rapidly. And I think you're looking at the prequel now to read. Uh, the Dark Face series. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know if my library has it, though. I realize that's going to be a limitation. I'm worried because Zodiac Academy, my library system, the entire Inland Empire library system only has one copy of each book. So it's like, I don't even know how I'm going to get book eight when it comes out. Like, oh, these are. You might have Someone must have zip books them. What? Someone must have zip booked them. Well, as a non-librarian, I don't know what that term means. 
Uh, so I don't know if your library does it, but our library does it through the state of California, where um, if a book is available on Amazon Prime and is not in the library's current system, the patron can request them. They get sent to the patron um, directly from Amazon. They get the first chance to read it, and then they return it to their library, and their library decides to add it into the collection. Um, that's mm -hmm. how a lot of those more independently published books are you now getting into libraries. Do that for Amber's library. But I, I can't check out from her library. I don't have a library card for that you will. system. You uh, Kim always. has a library card and can request it for you. Oh. Amberly can tell me how to do that and I will do that for you. How soon do you need it? Uh, it oh, doesn't come out until December. So she'd have okay, to wait a couple cool. months after that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh cool. Lord, so, help me. <laughs> anyway, my overall rating, I gave it a four. Um, okay. It, yeah. Yeah, I gave it a four. I'll, I'll stick yeah. by my. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, by the time we talk about books, I often change my mind because I rate as soon as I'm done reading. And so my. my yeah, and then you digest it a little bit more. You yeah, talk and about it's it like, more. It's like, oh, wait, you know, actually. Yeah. But no, I'll give this one a solid four. It's a slow read. That's why I didn't get a five. It And, and a little bit superficial, but I, I understand why the writer made the superficial choices. So. I gave it a five. Um, both times I read it. I know it's my pick. I'm sure you guys are shocked that I gave it a five. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like that it is focused on women. Men are a component of it, but it is not a story of a woman with men. It is a story about a woman being herself. And I love it. I, I love that it is that most of the time we would have to, you know, we would get all of the deep delving into these men and trying to make them redeemable or irredeemable and like really playing them out into what consequences they have for this woman. And instead they're just her seven husbands and Celia is the love of her life. They were there. She recognizes what they played, but they don't define her. So I loved it. I loved getting that I don't think that's done a lot in literature so any other final thoughts all righty then on that note our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called the Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify Amazon Music iTunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>